and gentlemen, are you ready? Clip Central. Well, that is something. You know, I feel like I'm on a, a bit of a radio with you here. Yo, wait, that, that whole, I wasn't ready for that intro. I just randomly selected and now there was beatboxing and there was like a little slur and a slurp all at once. But that's quite an intro. We can't say no to that. Yeah, I'm going to take it for what it is. Bank it. We'll use that again. Okay. Definitely for a few more times on the show. Good morning, Brent. Morning, Sia. How are you? You know, I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain too much. We're just alive and we're surviving and we're grateful. Right? And it's it's hashtag hands across SA on a, an amazing Tuesday. Oh, absolutely. So we're getting the show started. It's quite a whopper and a half, hey? Um, we'll be here till 11. And so I just feel this is going to be a certain different show. Um, I feel we have a lot to discuss within the first hour. There, you know what? There is a bunch of stuff going on in South Africa right now. Uh, a bunch of good stuff that we can talk about. I'm excited that uh, we're opening up the show to be two hours. Yeah. I'm super, super rad. So, you know, with having this extra hour today for the show, we just have a whole new dynamic. Um, usually, you know, if you're a regular listener of the show, Hands Across SA, we really always highlight the good that's happening in the world. But no, maybe we should just balance out the two, talk about the pros and the cons, but how we move on through it, you know? I think so. If we, if we look at all the good stuff that's happening and, and, and we focus on that, uh, but at the same time, we also focus on, on the realness of South Africa. Yeah. It's, it's almost, understanding it from both points of view which is what we need to do there's a lot there's a lot that's happened in the last couple of days that uh you know that we could touch on because here's the thing right i i don't want people to perceive us as being oblivious to what's happening out there and we and we can't be you're 100 percent right you know we aren't painting a picture by saying oh everything is fine and nothing's wrong with our country there is a lot going on there is a lot going on that is wrong but also there is that beacon of hope that says you know it's 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 it's, it's good out there you know yeah. there is that there is that glimmer of hope um but yeah so let's start off by actually, oh by the way do we want to reveal our guests I, uh, we'll we'll wait for that that's okay. going to be dum 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 it's a, it's a little suspense no sorry i don't have like imaging for that no we'll 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 (laughs) keep that off till the second hour in the first hour we're going to be chatting a little bit about our theme today and that is south african representatives all around the world people that are brand ambassadors for south africa that are doing good things around the world and locally oh yeah uh, that we can focus on and i think like you said there's there's so much so much going on in south africa where where it could perhaps bring you down and and make you not really not really feel great about stuff, but yeah. there's also on on the flip side, there's so much more that's happening that is pretty phenomenal, and and we should be talking about that, and people should be talking about the good stuff. Exactly, and if you want to chime in, all you have to do is call, just call us in studio zero eight six one triple five one eight nine or on Twitter at cliffcentral.com. My personal uh, handle is at csafi, and then there just happens to be this little guy named Brent Lindeke. What's your handle? It's Brent Lindeke. There we go. So simply put. Well, then, of course, on WeChat, our messages come straight onto the screen. So our official account is Cliff Central. Let's start off with doing a little roundup. Mandela Day, hey? So it was Mandela Day on Friday. Uh, had an amazing time in studio. Yeah. It was It was really something phenomenal being here for the 67 seconds of holding hands. And then to see the influx of people sending their pictures through, their videos, internationally and locally getting involved in the 67 initiative. 
And you know what? We have to give credit to, you know, I'm not saying, you know, we're not giving enough credit, but Gareth, you know, as the spearhead of Cliff Central, you know, he was the one who actually said, let's capitalize on social media. So yes, we as Cliff Central weren't, you know, well, kind of us, some of us are, but we weren't necessarily out there spearheading stuff and getting our hands dirty, but we were capitalizing on what we have, and that is social media. And to have our hashtag, Hands Across SA, trending around the country within like minutes, that was a big thing. That, that's huge. Yeah. It means, and what it means is that people were talking about the Hands Across SA. They were, they were participating. There were conversations that were being started around Hands Across SA, which, which is amazing within itself. What I like is, Really, it's not an ego boost thing. It's not like, oh, look at us, Cliff Central, we're all over the country, yeah. But it's bigger and deeper than that. It's just people are actually, you cannot tell me somebody hashtag that without knowing what it was about or without talking to somebody about that or without taking their own initiative and doing something that corresponds to the hashtag. It's it's creating conversations and it's getting people talking about the same thing. We There were people that I know of that that might not necessarily listen to Cliff Central or our show. Yeah. But on the day they had got involved and they were hashtagging hands across SA, oh, not just yes. on Twitter, but on Facebook as well. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it's it's really as a movement. That's the only way I can describe it. That's the only way I can perfectly describe it. And that's how you start a movement. Even if for me, really, if even if like five people hashtagged it, I would have been happy because it's a ripple effect. We aren't just expecting millions of people to go out there and do stuff, even though it was very close. <laughs> no, I'm joking. One million people changed. <laughs> but it really is so great that people are actually going out there and they're doing good. Um, so yeah, what did you get up to? Did you get up to anything else? Yeah, I, I did the show in the morning and uh-huh. then I assisted with, uh, Irene who is walking to, who's still busy walking to Puno. She's, she's still making her way down there. It's, uh, she, I think she's got like 18 days more to go. Uh, you can actually follow her on Twitter and Facebook. So helped her out a little bit there. It was, Ooh. it was pretty phenomenal. And then I decided to, to bank the rest of my minutes and, and use them for the next 67 days. Uh, I've wow. decided, yeah, I, my biggest concern with, uh, with days like that is that it only happens once in a blue moon and a lot of people benefit from it on that day, but there are so many more people around the world. And around South Africa that, that need assistance just on a daily basis. So what I've, what I've gone to doing is keeping fruit and sandwiches in my car, pack a little extra sandwich and some fruit in my car every morning. And when I see someone on the side of the road that is begging or, or looking for food or needs a little bit of assistance and you can see that there are people out there. Yeah. I, I use my 67 minutes in 67 days and I'm just spreading a little bit of, <laughs> spreading a little bit of love and, and helping out, uh, where I can. It's, it's the little things that I could do. That's great. But do you know what my thing was? And I had a slight issue with this. People were instantly saying, you know, on the day, and you know, it's, they're more than entitled to say this. They were already citing that, oh no, um, people are just condoning the six, seven minutes when every day should be a Mandela day. But it's more like people, let's just celebrate the day that we do have. But do you think that the message of going out there, helping people, spreading kindness actually 
dawned on people and they actually realized within the 67 minutes? I think this year more than more than the most. This year was a huge draw card for people to get involved. It was the first Madiba Day without Madiba. Oh, yeah. So all of a sudden he's on everybody's minds and you, and you think to yourself, geez, he did so much for South Africa and the world. For me to give 67 minutes back or for me to do something to assist where I can. Yeah. Hugely important. Oh, and yeah. so I think a, a lot more people got involved this year and that makes me excited. Uh, a lot of, a lot of my clients in the corporate world were assist, were showing me and telling me what they were doing as well, which was fantastic to get a whole bunch of emails and tweets and Facebooks just of people that, that were really making changes in South Africa. Yeah. What I love about it as well is I didn't hear anybody complaining about going out there and helping. No, not at all. Because I think as South Africans and as the world as a whole, you know, we cannot forget that Madiba was just not ours. He was of the world and a great icon. But it just shows how much people actually uh, value what Madiba did for us, how much they recognize that and they realize that. And they actually want to go out there with initiative and they go out there and do good, which for me is exactly Madiba's legacy and then some. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And, and I mean, you touched on it just now with regards to the social media side. You could see it, it was almost like at Voters Day when everybody got the little dot on their finger and posted oh, yeah. it on, on. Sorry, line. I was one of those people. I like actually refrained to not post one of those thumb selfies. You didn't post the thumb I selfie? I refrained, hey? I really didn't. Were you worried that someone was going to comment on your fingernails? Yeah, because I'm a nervous biter sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but what I did do was I was actually kind of like annoyed. I actually tweeted about it. That nobody like wanted to hold hands. Because this is my first voting, so I thought this is going to be great. I'm going to get to the voting station. We'll hold hands. We'll sing the national anthem. It's almost like... For three hours. Okay. Asia. You know, may- maybe you're... But friends, why, why do you have to take the shine like off my kumbaya moment? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very long kumbaya moment. With that said, a lot of people on social media on Madibere were posting their photos of what they were doing. Full of paint. Where they were painting houses. Oh yeah. Some people gave blood to this. We spoke about that. The South African National Blood Service needed blood, and yes. there were there were a lot of people that went and and gave their pint, got their free orange juice and cookie. Yeah. And they posted photos online, which is really rad. It's it's super. But I loved what everybody was getting up to. You know, it's let's just see the good in people and everyone really. So our president, um, Mr. Jacob Zuma did this whole cleanup campaign in the Eastern Cape, um, and that was accompanied by cleanup initiatives. And he was a host of other volunteer and community service activities as well. So he actually also prompted other government departments and companies and organizations and communities countrywide to actually go out there and do good. Um, our communications minister, Faith Mutambi, see, oh, look at, see, I've been all the neck and stuff. She says, um, our country is a perfect example of what can be achieved when people come together because of our history. Every individual has the ability and responsibility to impact positive change. Isn't that good? That, that's very inspiring. Yeah. And it shows a good South African representative, a good brand ambassador doing good in the world and talking about it. Exactly. And even the Nelson Mandela Foundation themselves say they were actually so pleased by the number of sustainable projects that are still thriving five years after the first Mandela Day in 2009. And I think that's quite an, an important fact in itself, that it's not just about going out and doing something good for – that's great in itself, going out and helping for the day. But if you were to, for example, go out there, go out to an 
orphanage, forge a relationship with some of the kids there. You give them food, you play around with them, and you leave. What does that do for the child, you know? Yeah, you need to think about sustainability. That's, yeah. that's a big thing, is sustainability with regards to charities. And especially the, the, I mean, it breaks my heart, the little kiddie charities and the orphanages. They, they don't need something one day of the year. But, you know, I'm just speaking now as an average Joe in South Africa. How do you exactly tap into now saying, I want to help, but how? And how can I make a sustainable difference? And what am I going to do? Because honestly, I was racking my brain with what I want to do for Mandela Day as well. So I was like, mm, I want to go out there and plant a vegetable garden. And I really made plans and I got into contact with people. Then it dawned, like reality dawned on me where I was like, oh, maybe it's winter and the vegetables might We're not good. grow. Yeah. And also um, with vegetable gardens, if you're going to plant a vegetable garden in an institution that is already battling to pay, pay their bills. Adding extra water bills to maintain that vegetable garden. True. So there's a, there's a lot of different factors that you can look at. Maybe maybe you and I should do a little weekly drive where instead of instead of trying to make a change once a year, every week we highlight a charity that mm. Mm, Look at you with your clever, smart self. It's all coming together. I like that. So, by the way, we still want to know what you were up to for Mandela Day. Just call into studio 0861-555-189 or send us a message to screen on WeChat. Was that a bit of a slur? Have you been? You were drinking with the morning tea. <laughs> no, I was not. They, I saw Which, them all. I saw them all crack beers. Were you drinking with the morning Which tea? Which is more embarrassing. I probably should have said I was. That would justify it, but it's fine. There is, um, there is a savannah. Yeah, we'll crack on for you. Yeah, we'll just blame it on that. But the interesting thing, I actually like this. So apart from everything we were doing, Cliff Central, we as like some of the intern team, we actually decided that we were going to make sandwiches. Which I'm so happy to say, nobody cut like a finger off. Everything was edible. Everything was in one piece. Please don't judge me, Jeffrey. Jeffrey's in studio and he was, you were helping us as well. So you can't exactly say anything mean about our sandwiches. Jeffrey does have judgy eyes. Oh, yeah. Good sandwiches. I stole one of them because they were really nice. So you gave away 66 sandwiches (laughs) because of Jeffrey. No, no, there was, there was extra. So I had one of the extras. Oh, yeah, true. true. Okay. Um, so how do we place our order for lunchtime today? Excuse me. Through you? Uh, comrade. <laughs> it was a once off and I'm done. Um, they say charity begins at home, see ya. Hey, listen, we aren't that close here, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually drove around our studio here in Ravoni. We were just giving it out to a lot of people. My thing was, I was actually surprised by how receptive some people were versus other people. It was like, I don't know. I didn't feel like the kumbaya moment with some people. Was it was a little bit difficult to give out sandwiches? Oh, yeah. Because do you know what the thing is, which is kind of funny but also sad at the same time, other people were just not receptive of the mere thought that somebody is just simply out there to do good. If it was that difficult on Mandela Day, Ex- you see, imagine trying to do that on a random Wednesday. Yeah. Like, imagine trying to give away food. It would... It would be a little bit ridiculous. Because I don't blame people. Some of them were like, ah, uh-uh, what's in the sandwich? And they were lifting up the bread. Like, I don't know, maybe they thought we were drugging them or what the case was. But your first thought that comes into mind when someone random who you do not know from like a bar of soap offers you food, you're like, mm, yeah, maybe not. Kind of dodgy. But you know what? I have to say from the people who were genuinely receptive, who we genuinely went out there and they were so happy about it. Um, I 
you know, one of the car guards around the area who we actually gave a sandwich to, I drove past him. It was the, the following day. No, Mandela Day was on Friday. It was like, yeah, it was actually Friday when I left work. And I had totally forgotten who he was or I didn't recognize him. And he made a point of coming up to me. Now, come on, people. We live in South Africa. So I was on my way in the car and I stopped at the soft street and I saw this guy running at the car. I was like, oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Lord Jesus, it's a fire. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> but he actually came up and he waved and he smiled and gave me a little thumbs up. I was like, you see... This is the Mandela magic we're talking about, isn't it? Sir? Well, there's your kumbaya moment. That's what you were looking for. Okay. And it's when you give when you give a little bit of love away, it comes right back at you. So you you guys made sandwiches. You handed it out to a bunch of people that were appreciative. And because of that, um, he showed you a, a bit of generosity, which is super rad. Like yeah. that's that's what it's all about. It's about the community and looking after each other, and being a good South African representative. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is Brent Sincere with hashtag hands across. I say, like, do you want to do the little intro into the commercials and see us slurring all over uh, himself? Sia <laughs> has gotten into the beer fridge, unfortunately. This is Brent Sincere on Hands Across SA. We'll be right back. First things first, I'm the realest, realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. You should want a bad bitch like this. Huh? Drop it low and pick it up just like this. Yeah. Cup of Ace, cup of Goose, cup of Chris. I heal something worth a half a ticket on my wrist. Back. On my wrist. Taking all the liquor straight. Never chase that. Never stop like we bring an 88 back. What? Bring the hood scene where the bass at. Champagne spilling, you should taste that. You wishing you could clutch that. That's just the way you like it, huh? It's so good, he just wishing he could bite it, huh? Never turn down nothing. Slaying these hoes, gold trigger on a gun, like.
That song, no matter how much you can try to not like it, it gets into you. It, rem- it, it reminds me of the video that was released of that dad and his daughter that are driving down the road. And his daughter says to him, Dad, let's do a... a is it like a road trip white chicks vibe where they sing along in the car? Well, the, the lip, lip syncing. Let's do the lip syncing thing. Like everybody's doing it on Frozen. Yeah. Uh, oh, that that annoying Let It Go song. Yeah, but then the dad goes, <laughs> let's do Frozen. And the daughter goes, no. And then she puts on the fancy song. And as the beat starts kicking in, they both lip sync to it. It's flipping awesome. Okay, I actually like it. So that was uh, Fancy by Iggy Zalia featuring Charlie XCX. I don't know who Charlie XCS X is. Oh, Lord have mercy. This is going to be a long day. Um, but I actually like her songs. Yeah. She sings that um Boom Clap song. Boom, clap, da, 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 but the piece goes on and on and on and on. Can I just, hi, I have my hand up. Can I just say something? Go, it's only you and me in studio, so if it's not me, it's you. How is that singing compared to earlier on? Because everybody was saying my singing was horrible, and I just have to say, somehow I'm dragged into horrible singing. Look, I do, I might have a picture of you <laughs> getting stuck into the Savannah fridge this morning, and we all know why you're such a great singer right now moving on okay so i just tried to throw compliments out there but clearly went back to my face so <laughs> by the way it's still brent and i we still have not changed the show is still called hashtag hands across sa and you can hashtag that if you want to get in contact with us so by the way um we're still talking about mandela day and for me this is the amazing thing for the first mandela day without um madiba himself desmond dudu bono bono is more known for all his humanitarian efforts than his actual singing. Yeah. Who who does he sing for? Just kidding. No. <laughs> I was actually listening to you two this morning. Is it very it's very corny that I start my day off by listening to Beautiful Day almost like every single day, but it just works. So it was Bono, um Desmond Dudu Malala. Malala who is that girl who got shot for trying to stand up for herself, saying that she wants an education. Wow. In the Middle East. My geography is not good, but I just know her story. We'll just go with that. Yeah. Uh, Grasha, Michelle, Mohammed Yunus, and Mo Ibrahim have all wrote this, I have to say it's a powerful letter, to world leaders to make 2015 a transformative year in the fight against poverty, inequality, and climate change. That's what I love when small people get together and they now start fighting for a bigger and better cause. What happened to the elders, by the way? Have you heard of the elders? You're throwing things at me that I actually, I don't, I couldn't even begin to think. What uh, the hell are the elders? Don't you know the elders? It, it was started by Madiba himself. Um, almost like a. If anybody knows what Sia's <laughs> talking about, please tweet me. It's at BrentlandQ, hashtag hands across SA. I have no clue. No, I'm not crazy. It's, it's, it's not, I won't necessarily say world leaders, but it's powerful thought-provoking people who used to come together. Now, I didn't know whether this was something formal, it was once-off, but it was the likes of Grash Michelle, Nelson Mandela, I think Bill Clinton was on it as well, but they used to just come together and talk about stuff. And of course, when the likes of Powerful Minds all come together at once and talk, it's you listen. Totally, and I think that's important. Last week, our guest uh, does the same thing on a 
a, a younger level. Yes, Raylene Rourke. She does it for the the kids who are on their way to becoming leaders, who've got the small businesses, who are entrepreneurs, and and one day they will become the elders. Oh yeah. So um, this letter that they all wrote was really mostly gained um, and mostly around climate change, which I think is one of the pressing matters. I understand poverty and I understand crime, and I'm not trying to shadow those issues. But if we don't have an actual world that's still in one piece... We have a slight problem. Exactly. Um, so they are saying that 2015 will be a year of huge opportunity and also of huge risk. What is at stake here could not be greater, for it is not less than the future of our human family and the world upon which we all depend. Two global processes, the replacement of the current UN development framework and the conclusion of our new climate treaty, culminate within months of each other at the end of 2015. They require us to decide which future we want for people and planet, for there are two dramatically different futures we could live in by 2013. Wow. That's... Scary. Yeah, it's a little bit intense. Yeah. But, you know, I, I love the way they wrap up the actual letter. They say, let's leave no one behind as we look with confidence towards a future which we can make great. For you have been given an opportunity that will env- that will be the envy of history. So? I, th- I think, I think that if we, if we look it's the story is South African and it's about the world. It's it's about you, it's about me, it's about everybody. And we should all be working together. What's going on over there? There we go. Now I can hear you clearly. We should all be working together <laughs> to to create a better South Africa and a better country and a better world. And we should all actually realize that each and every one of us are brand ambassadors. Yeah. Um sorry, do you know what the thing is? <laughs> I seem so slightly like Attention deficit disorder. It's everywhere. called disjointed. No, no, no. I, I'm manning everything, which is a great big brave step for Sia to man the desk all by himself. So I'm going to explain to everybody who's listening. Yeah, let's si- try that. We're sitting in studio and uh, Sia has taken over the controls. Duncan, Duncan's running a little bit late. He's on his way to the studio. So Sia's taken over the desk. It's like, it's like driving the ship. And I have to say that my driving's bad. On <laughs> his, dri- his driving is bad on a normally, normal daily basis. So this for him is. J- if if I can ever, I'm I'm actually gonna make an Insta video. Oh. Sia is most probably the worst person at multitasking. And I really if can't. ever if ever he needs to tweet or or let people know what's going on on Twitter yeah. or Facebook, he immediately shuts down and can only do one thing at a time. You have to be honest with yourself. I think, you know, it's for people who are multitaskers, it goes down to that saying of, you can be a jack of all trades, but a master at none. So if you try to do a million things all at once, you will not be able to do it well. I'm trying to get our guest in as well. I was trying to like message him back and I literally cannot like. You can't do both things at once. Oh, and he even replied and I didn't actually we'd, notice that. We'd there have we to go for a really long ad break in order to get Sia to get the message done. You know, it's, it's fine. I got the message to screen on Cliff Central, you know, our WeChat ID. Yep. I got the desk in front of me. I got the whole software to get everything playing in time. I have the iPad. I have the phone. We're sorted. We're done. We also have Twitter and <laughs> Mama Soldier Cindy, who's all the way over in the UK, has just sent us to, to a link uh, for the elders. Which is real. Yes. And she just, she would just like to say that Sia is not totally bonkers. She feels. What, what's her name? 
She's now my favorite. Mama Soldier Cindy. She did tweet you. But please don't check it now. That that might cause damage at the control desk. Oh, look at me. Look at me. I just, I just got it. And Louisa Gamage Uso from Twitter has said uh, she's tweeted a link to us for the elders. And she says the elders are still going strong. Thanks for getting in touch and putting me on the right track. Yes. And for admitting that C is right. On a Tuesday. <laughs> it was a Tuesday, early in the morning. So I was doing a little bit of research uh, for today's show, trying to find the 10 most famous South Africans. Uh-huh. Which is incredibly difficult. What's it based on? Let's, is so, it just fame? Well, th- that's the thing. Is it fame? Is it newsworthiness? Is it, uh, is it being infamous? The, the internet is filled with different um, lists that we could go according to. Yeah. But do you believe everything that's on the internet? I don't know so much either. Um, so, 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 so we, I mean, for instance, we could take Tuli Madoncela. 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 Yeah. Who was crowned as the most influential South African for 2013 by Time magazine last year. Ooh. But she's not on the most famous list because the international community have no clue who she is. We at home do. Yeah. And time recognized her for the efforts that she did last year. But when it comes to the list, people don't really know who she is. But I think fame and influence is different, though, Brent. If you if you see where the list is going, then you'll understand that it's a bit of a mixture of both. Yeah, but like I can be famous from a viral video of me burping up milk on YouTube. But like I me. don't... I, <laughs> let's not get into your past. But <laughs> I, I, I may not necessarily have influence over totally. people. Who's going to listen to the guy who just broke milk type of thing? Agree. Yeah, so it's a little toss-up. I get you. Yeah, so like Malema, he's always in our news stream. Is he famous? Is he is he a representative of South Africa? Do, do people in the international community look at him and go, hmm, is that how all South Africans are? You see, that, that's the thing about being a representative. And I struggle with that term and that word. You're put now as this is what you you are a step above the rest and you are representing all of these people. Totally. Like, that's the scary part for me. Okay, so if we, if we look at the list that I found, uh, that I've put together, and, and please comment if you, if you think <laughs> I'm right or wrong. Okay. This is, this is honestly something that I pulled together from the internet. The most famous South African. Okay, do we Who do you think it is? Let's, let's, let's go from 10 to 1. So then it's, it's a process of elimination. Alright, so number 10. Is a group of four people okay. who, who they're a group, so we could call them the most famous South African. Is, is this by, sorry, is this by the way 2014 or 2013? Either or, it's 2014. Okay. It, it was st- research that I did recently. So. All right. The number 10 is a group by the name of the Big Bang Club. The Big Bang Club? Yeah. This is South African. South African, a group of four photographers who tried to change people's perceptions of South Africa and raise awareness of the horrors of apartheid through photography. Their, their famous sort of era was 1990 to 1994, but they fall into the category ah. of the all-time top 10, so okay. number 10. Their names were Kevin Carter, and they still are. I don't think they've changed their names. <laughs> Kevin Carter, Greg Maronovich, Ken Oosterbroek, and Jao Silva, two of whom won the Pulitzer Prize uh, for doing what they did during that time. The Big Bang Club. The Big Bang Club. And I took history in high school, so I feel kind of embarrassed to say that I've never heard of them. 
Yeah, I think we need to do a bit more research on them. Okay, let's go to number nine. Number nine is Charlize Theron. Oh, yeah. No surprise there. A Hollywood starlet. She's famous for the devil's advocate and the cider house rules, and not to mention her critically acclaimed role, which won countless awards. Yeah. For her wacky portrayal of a serial killer in Monster. I'm surprised her house has not turned into a museum yet. It, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it will one day. Mensa van Bononi, like, let's get Exactly. She became the first South African to win an Academy Award, and she's pretty good looking too. Not Easy too on the eye. Yeah, not too shabby. Okay, number eight. Number eight is John T. Rhodes, born in 1969. He's a cricketer. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> wait, so you're looking a bit like. Wasn't there Cecil or Cecil Rhodes? Yeah, yeah, very much a different person. Okay, but that's, very much that's who popped person. up in my head first. Okay, good. <laughs> John T. wasn't really good at batting or bowling. Which is predominantly what cricket is all about. Or standing in the sun waiting for a little red ball to fall into your hands. Yeah. Which is fielding. And he was an amazing fielder. He was, he was one of the best. He's regarded as the greatest fielder in the history of cricket. Oh. When, which years was he active? You know. I'd be lying. <laughs> I'd be like, John T does a lot of stuff for, for Supersport now and he travels with the cricket community. He's well renowned within oh, the sport. He's still alive. Yes, he is. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I must brush up on my sports. I'm going to phone John T and get him in the studio. I think he's a good representative for South Africa. Going on to number seven, also still alive, is Ernie Els. Yes, okay. I know him. I'm glad. Golfer? He was, he was born the same year as John T. Rhodes. He's a golfer. Uh, he's been at the top of his game since the 1990s. Jeez. He used to be number one in the world long before Tiger Woods and... The or, scandal. And the scandal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's pretty chilled. He's he's got a big heart, and uh, his nickname is the Big Easy. I would love to meet him. I just feel like I don't even drink whiskey, but I feel like he's a whiskey drinker, and I just want to pull up a chair, let's over a glass of whiskey, and just talk. Hmm. Is that too much of a weird thought? No, not at all. Okay, good. Okay, <laughs> uh, going to a quick break in our, our list. Mama Soldier Cindy loves you, Sia, but she just wants us to know that she's not from the UK. Originally from South Africa and then moved abroad. We need to ask her. She's she's in Ireland at the moment. And she's so, now home. Which is it's not the UK. I'm gonna just say it again. Ireland is not the UK, so she's in Ireland. Is, was that your little accent? Once off. I'm not one to judge because my accents are horrible. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving into number six, we've got Dave Matthews. The Dave Matthews Band. Whoop, whoop. Very original name. They stole it from him. Yeah. He's from South Africa, uh, and he's in a really, really cool band. Um, they they do something that's called travel rock, and they're definitely worth a listen. He comes in at number six. Number five is Francois Pinar. Um, the rugby player. The rugby player that did who, amazing things for South Africa. Who's now become like the Lays guy. He's the Lays guy. And doesn't he do something with... Did he start or he's a partner with the MAD Foundation? I think so, yeah. Making a difference. Yeah. I love that. He was, uh, he became the first South African captain to lift the Rugby World Cup in 1995. There were, Invictus was all about him and a lot of movies. Do you think Matt Damon portrayed him well in Invictus? Silence. I do, horrible. I do think he he portrayed him well. It's just, uh, the South African accent is incredibly difficult to master. We're, we're very unique and a lot of people get it really wrong. Morgan Freeman as Madiba? Yes. Morgan Freeman as anything. 
Uh, yeah, true. As God even. And and nobody said anything bad wasn't blasphemy no. if, if Morgan Freeman was God. If Morgan Freeman does it, it's okay. Did you watch um Blood Diamond? Yes. What did you think of Leo DiCaprio as a South African? <laughs> a great movie, shocking accent. <laughs> I didn't realize it was meant to be South African until halfway through the movie. Then I was like, um, mm, is what he, is going is on? Is he an Australian yeah. living in South Africa? <laughs> So confused. Stick to Titanic, Leo. We still live. Where is this blood diamond being yeah. stolen from? <laughs> Our geography was off the whole movie. Okay. Um, We're on number four. Francois Pina. Francois Pina was number five. Okay, number four. Desmond Tutu. Oh, no surprise. Yeah. Absolutely he, no surprise. So just a bit of background. Desmond Tutu rose to fame during the 1980s as an opponent of apartheid. He became the first black South African Archbishop of Cape Town and is one of the most recognized figures in religion worldwide. He has got a house uh, around the corner from my grand's house in Cape Town. Oh. There is no electric fencing. The walls are about knee high. And his house is just an average standard South African house. That's what I just don't get. Madiba actually gave him a driver because he's like, but because he used to drive himself around so it's, casually so. It's it's just um he's humble and I mean I, I guess with his his status he could have the world and and he just chooses to give back which is phenomenal. Oh yeah. Desmond Tutu on my list of South Africans would be number one. I and would he's put him there. still so genuine with helping out. I just saw him in a cancer advert the other day. Um, he's incredible. And he's also a member of the elders. Yes, he is. Um, and I know a lot about the elders, which yes. I'm excited so about. So some of the um, elders that we actually might know, Kofi Annan, who was in with the UN, I nearly said the DHO. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Put down the savannah. Jimmy Carter as well is also part of the elders. So, wow. yeah. The elders are like the world leaders who, independent global leaders working together for peace and human rights. That sums up what the elders do. That's awesome. There we go. So number three on the list of top ten most famous South Africans. Number three is Madiba, Nelson Mandela. He comes in at number three. How is he not number one? Well, look, this list was compiled by the people that play on the internet Googling machine, so I'm not too sure. Um, We'll move on to number two and number one. I feel like I sort of have a hint of who it might be. Well, okay, number two. I hope it's not Oscar. Not a okay, chance. Thank you. Number two is Sid James, who is no longer alive. He, he passed away in 1976. Sid James was one of those old school comedians, actors, a jack of all trades. From he, South Africa. From South Africa. He made his name as Tony Hancock's co-star in the Hancock Half Hour. Hancock Half Hour. I've just been hitting the Savannah. Yep. But will also be remembered <laughs> for his work on the Carry On films. He was really, really famous in his time. Was he a South African actor or South African-born actor? South African-born actor. Okay, and he starred in all of these movies where? In Hollywood. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he, was our, he was our first Schulte Coplow. <laughs> Sid James. Sid James, from 1913 to 1976. And the most famous South African of all time. Oh, this is going to come with a bit of, like... Who's actually not South African... <laughs> Were they born elsewhere, then they moved to South Africa? They were born elsewhere. So now they're like an honorary South African. It's Jan van Riebeek. Jan van Riebeek? (laughs) People, just because he discovered the Cape. Uh, Well, yeah, so he's not actually South African, he's Dutch. uh, But he makes the list as the founder of Cape Town, which makes him pretty famous. Van Riebeek was an explorer and originally discovered South Africa in in 1652. 
No, come on now. That's what the interweb says. If you disagree, let us know. You can tweet me at BrendlinDQ, hashtag hands across SA. Oh, yeah. Send us messages on WeChat as well. So here's, here's my thing. If you had to compile your own list of influential South Africans, let's do like a top five. Who would be on your top, top five? Definitely Desmond Tutu. He okay. Ma- he makes my list. Uh, I agree. Most influential. Madiba. Madiba. I agree there. Influential South Africans of all time or just like this year? Of all time. You've got to look at it all time. Okay. Um, people who really made a difference? Wow. Let, 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 let's, let's park that. Yeah. Think about it. So send us, yeah, oh, let's get people to send in who they would think the honorary and most influential South Africans of all time. So that's what we'll also be talking about just after 10 o'clock um, with Dale Herbst and Hulisane Ravel. I hope I pronounced that correctly. It sounded good. No, but it's Venda. So it must be hardcore, 100%. I'm going to give you another Savannah and then you can try again. Okay. No, that's bad. <laughs> with, they're from I Am South African, which is on AWN7. And I love that show. Like, I don't want to sound biased, and I really, really... Re- Did that sound like really or rarely? It sounded like really, really. <laughs> I rarely advocate or, you know, just put, vegetate on the couch and just watch something, but I feel like I watch that show every single day because I, I feel like they hit the nail on the head with that program, with the intention of why they actually have it on air, with the impact they want to have with that show, it, it encapsulates South Africans as a whole. They deal with everything. It's not just a happy, clappy, oh, yeah, we hosted the World Cup and it was great. But, you know, just yesterday we were talking about depression and how you move on from that. And So the show is called I Am South African. I Am South African. And it's on AWN7. Yes, DSTV Channel 405. They use the hashtag I Am South African. Pretty simple to remember, right? I like it. Yeah. I like it. So, so just after 10, I'm very, very excited to play that. Uh, to get to talk to him and just to find out more about the show and Alice really. So do we want to play a song? Can we please play a song? Man put, the desk. Put, put something on. Uh, you, do you know what I love about manning my own desk? We can actually decide what song we play. That's amazing. So if it's, if, if I just chose a horrible song, then you can kill me, but it's Wild Wild Love by Pitbull. Was that meant to play? <laughs> That's not playing. Now we get the technical guys in here. Let me try to redeem myself. Should we try it again? Technicians to R3. R3. And... Oh, all this wild, wild yeah. love of ours, it can't be tamed. All this wild, wild love of ours, it can't be tamed. No, for better or worse, a blessing or a curse. Long live this wild, wild love of Pretty little bitty kitty, don't stop, get it, get it, baby, let me pet it. I got that wild love, love to get wild, dirty, freaking nasty, yeah, I said it. I'll make you lose your heart and your mind at the same time, don't believe me, get it. I'm obsessed with that wild love, for sure, even though it's a catch-22. It's the gift and the curse, for sure, but baby, you know that you love it, too, that's why. You need it, you want it, all over your body, it's loving, I'm giving, it's worth more than money, you need it, you want it. Your body. I 
women yang. I like my women yang. I like my women fine. I like them off the chain. Take them all to World Cup, Brazil to the bang. You know I meet them, greet them, read them, treat them, always keep them feeling right. I don't know if I can handle all five, but baby, we can try tonight. Wild Wild Ones by Pitbull. So rate my little DJing skills there. Very good choice of song. Uh, I, you know I love anything with a good beat. Dale, Dale, look at me. I'm already thinking ahead. Brent, you were meant to like be born in some... We said in a little Amsterdam. Yes. An Amsterdam nightclub. <laughs> so classy. You're, you, you I'm, just, I'm a classy bitch. You epitomize class. Uh, so we got Kaylin McKee on Twitter who's just said... That one of her idols and someone who should be on the list is Christian Barnyard. Barnard. Barnyard. Barnyard. <laughs> who's who did his the first heart transplant ever. Yes. Like that that's that's a brand ambassador. That's someone that's changing the face of South Africa. How do we go about not noticing that? I actually think, yeah, uh despite everything and moving on from the and by the way, I th- I think we were told that it's not the big bang club, but it's the bang it's the bang bang club. Bang bang club. Yeah. I'll change that. Thank okay. you. It's it's time we brush up on our history. At least I know a few like. It's the, you know what the problem is is I think that a lot of us and I'm at fault for this as well is I trust the internet it, like just you Google something and yes it must be true. Yeah. But then that lends to the bigger pe- uh, question which is do we really honor our predecessors enough though? Or after some times it really like okay you've done enough and we've given you enough praise. I hope not. I hope not, because all you have when you leave is your legacy. True. It's all you can leave behind, and I hope that that we can keep that going. So we're all slowly just working towards that. By the way, you can also call us on in studio zero eight six one triple five one eight nine or message to screen on our WeChat official account. Our name is Cliff Central. So it's Tuesday, and Brent and I, of course, are on air. So we, it is now time unofficially, officially. Or change one thing Tuesday. Hashtag change one thing Tuesday. Yes. Uh, It's a little feature that we're going to put together each week where we're going to focus on changing one thing in your daily life that could literally change everything. So what do we want to focus on today? What did you change in your life today? Well, I've got something. I haven't done it yet. Okay. uh, But I think it's really, really rad, and I'm going to do it straight during the show. I'm actually going to do it. There's a campaign called the Red Thumb Reminder. Red Thumb Reminder. The Red Thumb Reminder. Right so off the bat, it seems like a little cult. I don't want to be signing up or having my thumb red or, okay. All you need to do to sign up is paint your thumbnail red. 
your thumbnail. But it's for a good cause, and it could change someone's life. It could save someone's life. Okay, what's that for? So the red thumb reminder is a, a simple concept where you would take a little, either a permanent marker, if you're a guy, because you don't want to walk around with a little red thumb, or if you're a girl, you can paint that nail red. red. Okay. Red. And while you're driving in your car, yeah, and you pick up your cell phone, and you see that red thumb, it's a reminder to put your cell phone down and focus on driving because you shouldn't be texting while driving. So ah. simple, yet so effective. They've also got these really, really cool, these really cool uh, screensavers for your phone. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to post it on Twitter, but when you put the screensaver on your phone, and please download it and put it on your phone, it's red and it's got on it, it says hashtag red thumb reminder. And then for like the iPhone where it's got the slide to unlock at the bottom. Yeah. They've strategically placed the wording that says don't slide to unlock when in motion. It's very clever. You know what? I'm just now looking at, call me a pessimist, but it's very sad that we've reached a stage where we need to now paint our fingernails or change our screensaver to actually remind people not to do something dumb. Think about it. When you're sitting in traffic, whether it's light traffic or it's peak hour, and you're sitting in that traffic looking around, you could literally have a dance-off in your car because no one is looking at you. No, uh, no, everybody's looking at their phones. Friends, I judge people who pick their nose. I'm, I'm the one in traffic who is actually so fixated by, by what people are doing. So you, you would see what was going on in traffic. Do you use your phone while driving? And the answer here is no, because I've seen you multitask. Yeah, so, <laughs> no. But do you know, like, when we'll hit home with people, when, you know, when you look at the statistics, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I once read a statistic that said using your phone while driving is actually worse than a drunk driver, because that's how preoccupied you are. And it's, why do it? Why do it? That's, uh, I don't know. I just don't get it. Well, well, here's a good way to try and stop. So exactly. first of all, if you want to paint your thumbnail red, go ahead and put a little red dot on there to remind you. Or even more so, I'm going to tweet uh, a photo of the the iPhone wallpaper. It's a yeah. screensaver. Download it. Put it on your phone. It's a simple thing that you could change today that could literally save someone's life. So talk to un- Uncle Sia for a second here. Lie on my shoulder. I won't judge you. Do you use your phone while driving? Okay, thank you. I've got my response. <laughs> that, that hesitation was enough of a little thing. To I, I try not to. I try not to. And it's great because my new cars come with uh, integrated Bluetooth. Yeah. So immediately when I climb into the car, uh, it connects. And if if I need to make phone calls, then it does it through the, the car system or whatever. And And that means, and I've made a concerted effort to make more phone calls in the car so I don't have time to sit and play on my phone. Rather be talking and dealing with business and whatever while I'm driving than even give the opportunity to be sitting playing on my phone. Oh, yeah. I just, you know what? Here's another change one thing Tuesday. This is what is going to curb and change the world. Instead of using your phone and texting or calling while you're driving, plug your phone into your car and listen to cliffcentral.com. Shameless plug of the day done. (laughs) How was that? Whoop, whoop. That that was the shameless plug. I just had to drop it in there. Uh, I'm sorry. And it worked. Well done. Yeah. Or I'm the type of guy who just plugs their phone in and I start singing along to the music, which is probably not a good idea. But no, I but like I said, you can you could totally have a dance-off in your car. No one would even know because no one's looking. Oh, yeah. You could turn it into a little disco. So can we also talk about the hashtag of the week? Yes, let's do this. I have a few, several hashtags of the week, really. But, you know, it's, 
it's all about the social age. So you have to capitalize on that. It's this is something personal to me. It's I just feel it's 2014 people, and why are we still talking about this? But the hashtag with in partnership with UNICEF is hashtag end child marriage. Uh, end child marriage. End child marriage. It, I think we're almost in a bubble where we live in a country like South Africa where there's so much legislation, there's so much on our side that actually has a almost pinpoint a moral a moral compass. But somewhere out there right now, there's a young girl who's probably 13 who lives in an African country and is about to be sold off for marriage. That's heartbreaking. There still is that happening somewhere out there. And uh, I just feel, yo, you guys, it, 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 there has to be a stop somewhere there. So hashtag end child marriage and let's spread that around. That's my personal hashtag of the week. Hashtag end child marriage. Yeah. Ugh. I agree. Get conversations going about it. Talk about it. Let's change one thing and uh, use the hashtag of the week. Yeah, I could go off on like a whole monologue of notes about this, but it was all it all stemmed from the fact I saw this picture this morning. Um, I'm just trying to look for it now. It was actually this young girl who's 30, and I'll just get her name as well if I can find it. But it was so powerful where you know she's and I'm paraphrasing here, but it was somewhere along the extent of I'm not ready to get married and you know they're just wanting to go go out there and live their lives and yeah hey this is a conversation it's so sad that it has to happen but it's just one of those things where it shouldn't be happening but i would also advocate unicef south africa that's their facebook page i'm subscribed to that and they like they post up powerful images hey um they will just start making you want to go out there and hashtag team unicef yourself and go out there and do good because their their pictures are really motivational I, the the whole child marriage i don't even begin to understand exactly. i don't understand how you you could be put into that position of being married at 13 i'm hitting 30 and i'm not ready like it's that's just insane it's the little things and i, I and i'm so grateful for the likes of unicef south africa their facebook page because you know you get statistics like that as well um that just lets you know what's going on in the world just currently in 2014 there are 168 million children worldwide who are still forced to work a child. Just and repeat that, please. 168 million. That's more than the population of South Africa who are forced to work. And the proportion of people living on less than $1.25 a day fell from 47% in 1990 to 20% in 2010. So that's slightly optimistic. We're slightly being progressive. Yeah. But it's still a huge, absolute huge fight that we're fighting. That's what we have to deal with, right? That's yeah, and without social media, we would never be aware of these things. Oh yeah, it it wouldn't be apparent. Nobody would be talking about it. We wouldn't see the hashtags. So if you want to get involved in that conversation, you can either tweet myself or Sia with the hashtag hands across SA and <laughs> were there a lot of hashtags in your head now going around? Yeah. <laughs> Central Com. There we go. That's our Twitter handle. Um, do you have a personal hashtag, by the way? Uh, only good things. That's, that's my, it's been my hashtag for a long time and it's something that I believe in. Yeah. Uh, you put, you put enough good out there and it'll all come back to you. It's all about the good stuff. A to the men and that's the church of Brent, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> You're still listening to Brent now and hashtag hands across SA. Uh, we'll be back straight after this, bringing our guests in studio for what is bound to be an absolutely amazing conversation. This is cliffcentral.com.
Danny Kay with brown eyes. It sounds very similar to... Uh, don't go down this road. I feel like I know what you're about to say, but I really don't want you to diss Danny Kay. No, that guy that went crazy. Robin Thicke. Yes. How did he go crazy? Didn't he just he... named an album after his wife. It's love. Did you hear the story behind that album? After so, he... He okay. cheated on her. Yo, be, be there. What's it called? Shwashwi. He, he, gossipa. he gossipa. Yeah. Tell he, us. He cheated on her. And then after she found out, she applied for divorce. She was like, I'm done with you. You're a bad man. And then in the space of like a month, he wrote, yeah. he wrote this album and he launched it thinking that she would turn around and want him back. His, his fans all turned on him. So they were uh, all like, you're crazy. And his ex-wife put a restraining order on him. It, does it count as cheating? Because this is what I heard. I heard he took a photo in Paris with a certain girl, and just because it was a natural pose, he put his hand on like her bottom. It's Jasenje. Where there's smoke, there's fire. <laughs> okay, we are not turning into like the buzz. The buzz is up <laughs> at 11. Jensu and Jason will be at 11. I'm going to stay in the studio with Jason and Jane. Oh, this, yeah. This is something that we need to talk about. Because there's such a bona fide source, aren't you? <laughs> Let's move on from that. Let's be constructive. I'm so excited to have my guests in studio. We have Dale and Huli in studio. They're from hashtag I am South African, which is also a show on ANN7. Thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you for having us. I'm like the typical, I, I will be an ambassador for your show. You just call me up and I'll say great things about it. But I actually want to talk about the show as a whole. It is so amazing. It is something, it's one of those mindful programs. You don't just sit and you're like, okay, done and dusted. I just wasted my hour on TV. But you have so much to take from it. So let's talk about the conception of the show. How how did it come about? Why did you want to pitch it? And now it's on our TVs. Yay. But let's talk about the show as a whole. I think Dale is the person to answer that because <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just the face, you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I kid. Honestly, um, being the presenter of the show, it's a show that's very close to my heart. And yeah. one that when Dale phoned and he said, listen, there's this show that I want you to do. And I think you're the only person that can do it. And he said, and it's on NN7. So, and I was just like, hmm. Mm, things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I trust anything that Dale works on. Um, I, I trust him with my life <laughs> yeah. and my career. But I think he'd be able to tell us more about the story of the idea and where it all began. It's a really strange story, Sia. Um, the South African of the Year Awards were, were something we, we conceptualized. Yeah. And when I approached NN7, I said to them, I have this concept. I think it's time that we award South Africans. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sitting in a boardroom with about eight other people, and I initially pitched a 13-part series. Huh. And the chairman of the group replied to me and said, we don't do anything small here. Why don't you do a daily show? Ah, ah, ah. Of course, in that specific moment, Drops I completely, that's <laughs> exactly, I completely freaked out. Yeah. Um, of course, I've done dailies. You know, I've, I've done stuff for SABC1 and DSTV. And You've immediately, done big things. Clash of the Choir, SA. So yeah. you think you can dance? Yeah. yeah. But I think and the Yo show. TV, please do. Don't forget your TV. Sorry. Back <laughs> then, back then. Without, without your TV, we wouldn't have Hulisani in Thank studio. Your TV exactly. would be daily. You must add it to your. And TV. you wouldn't have me either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I sat in this boardroom, and the concept of the show was I'm South African. It was a show that. I wanted to do to 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 represent and reflect where South Africa was at. Yeah. And the only person that came to mind was Hulisani Ravelli. I've, I've worked with Huli for, for, for a few years, and we share some dreams together. And when the show come up, 
came up, I said to channel, the only person to do this is this lady. Yeah. If you don't have her, I'm not doing the show. You have an ultimatum. Um, so, 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 so you may have few, big dreams, but I got <laughs> my own big dreams too. Okay. Yeah. So after a few weeks, Huli came on board. We launched the show on Youth Day on the 16th of June. And the show is daily. It's, it's a daily show until the 7th of September. It's a prelude or preamble to the South African of the Year Awards taking yeah. place on the 6th of September at Center Convention Center. And the show does exactly that. It, it acknowledges where we at. It tells real stories. It tells human stories. Yeah. Um, and that's where we at. Every Saturday we OB from a different location. We've been to Durban. We've been. Yes, you were in my hometown just this exactly. past weekend. Where were you? Yeah, no, I'm from Durban. Okay. But, but, he, but he's now a city boy. He's living in Joburg. <laughs> I had slight FOMO. I will admit that. Yeah. The city of dreams. So what what drew you to accepting Hulisan to actually being on the show? I'd been off television for about five years. Oh, she's holding. She's like mm. no, calculating, holding the the one <laughs> minus in the four. Carrying yeah. over. Exactly. <laughs> no, so I left Joy TV in 2008. Um, after that, I did a brief show about elections, and then I came back on TV, but it was part time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing Vodacom Millionaires, which I still do now, a three minute game show, but. I always said to myself, if I was going to come back on TV, it would be on my terms and on a show that I really believed in. Um, I didn't want to just be another presenter who's on TV, either for the fame or just to look pretty. Or I wanted something of substance. Um, I I came to a place where I was working in the corporate world. Um, I was a project manager at a digital agency. and. Mm. Career woman. Yeah, girl. I was Check si- your credentials. I was, I was sitting in boardrooms making decisions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, when February this year came, I made the leap to say I'm leaving the corporate world. Had a conversation with God, and I was like, "This is this is what I believe you've blessed me with as a talent, and this is what I can use to touch lives." So it was about yes, the talent is being a presenter, but what kind of a show are you going to do from now onwards that allows you to touch people's lives, that allows you to challenge people's minds, and that just allows you to do something different? So exactly. when I'm South African came up, I was like, hmm, I get to be the vehicle that tells the story. So I have the guest, but it's my job to carry out the questions. It's my job to ask the challenging questions and to carry out an interview that when somebody leaves, they say, wow. I've never had an interview like that before. And I took the show because I believed in what it stood for. It's to inspire South Africans. It's to tell South African stories. But it's also to move us from one place to the next. And every time you get somebody saying, wow, that show inspired me, you're like, yes. That's what we were trying to do. Hit the nail on the head. Yes, because we're not just trying to laugh and entertain people. There's enough of those kinds of shows on television. And there's also, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with those kind of shows. We need our dance shows, our singing contests, whatever it may be. But we also need content that is for South Africans and by South Africans. Mm -hmm. And that's what this show is all about. Oh, yeah. I do think that it's incredibly important and your message is beautiful. It's it's quite inspiring. I, I mean, you need to tell our listeners, for the people that haven't seen the show, what is what are one of the greatest stories that you've done so far? We had an episode about two weeks ago, I think, and it was called From the Streets to Success. And we had a young boy coming in, and he was a street kid from grade nine. Um, It was a story of him coming from Pumalanga, coming to Joburg because he wanted to have a relationship with his father. So the family that was looking after him in Pumalanga was his family, but he really wanted to be with his dad. Got to Joburg, found his dad somehow, and his dad is just like, no, sorry. This, you're yeah, not a part hey? of my plan, you're not a part of my life. So he ends up living in the streets of Joburg, and then a home called Twilight Children's Home takes him in. And now he is in the second year of mechanical engineering at UJ. And That's it's incredible. just a story of how a South African organization that is 
about helping other people has helped this boy to turn his life around completely. He could have just been a statistic, but he's not. And I know in my heart that he will get to a point where he'll be able to pay it forward to somebody else. And that that's what I Am South African is about, you know. Um, it's also about celebrating some of our entertainers. There are people who have got stories that you wouldn't even imagine. Oh, know? yeah. Um, oh, yeah. One of our first shows was with Nakano Tore, who... Has openly, he's one of the first artists to openly come out about his sexuality, and he's doing well. I mean, he was nominated for about four summers. I think he walked away with two. But it's that story of don't be afraid of who you are and what it is that you want to do. You know, so it's how do we take the norm and inspire people and make them say, "Wow, I never knew that." I think I've always said to Dale, this is what I want people to feel with TV shows that I do from now on. Three things: it's either Wow, I never knew that. I have newfound respect for this person. That's what I want you to feel. Like well, you you can hear you can hear by by your uh, your storytelling that you're passionate about it, and it's your passion that that would exude then into the show, and get other people talking about the show and being passionate about what you do. It's incredible, and it's really cool what you guys are doing. Thank I'm you. I'm refraining so much from just being like preach. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. So so here's the thing. Let's tell people a little backstory to how I know you, Dale. I actually followed Dale on Twitter just because of what he posts up. Really, it's not anything corny or whatever, but he's just a genuinely positive guy. So I was like, well, who is this Dale Herbst guy? Because, <laughs> you know, it, it, I can tell that it comes from a genuine place. And so when you translate that into a program, how was the reception like uh, with the show? Is it really impacting people? Is it really changing people's lives? Mm-hmm. I, I think the interesting thing about the show, and I, I think just an interesting technical fact, that the show was created in 11 days. I was, I was 11 on, on, on days. Day, on day one, I was commissioned. By day 10, a 70, 76 episodes, a 76-part show, graphics, on-air tests, set was already in 11 days. How, how much did you sleep? Uh, nothing. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> nothing. the question. And I'm still not sleeping. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um. But, but but in those 11 days, I promised myself that, that no matter how much pressure I was under, I would always stay true to the objective of the show. And that was to represent South Africans and, and really just create inspiration and positivity, you know, around us. And we are doing that. I think I think we go to location and we have positive responses from people. We get many tweets every day going, we never knew that. Thank you. We're feeling the same things as, as the topics on the show. Yeah. Um, is, is, is I Am South African going to carry on forever? No, it's a 76 part. It's a once-off just for this campaign. But I promise you we will do more great things like this. And how did you go about now conceptualizing how you represent South Africans and how you go about discussing the topics? It's the team makes the dream work. <laughs> quote number really one of the day. The team <laughs> team <laughs> makes the dream work. No, really. Um, it's not just Dale and I. There's lots of other people. We've got our producers. We've got our researchers. We've got our guest team. And it's all about just sitting around the table and Media being honest. Media consultant group as a whole. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's all about sitting around the table and being honest what we want to talk about. So there are days when you're just like, wow, yes, we can't wait for that show. And then there are days where we're like, no, that idea is not working. We need mm. to scrap it. I mean, we've even gone as far as scrapping a show the day before because we didn't stressful. believe really? we didn't Very believe stressful. in the essence of what yeah. the episode was about you know it's not just we don't want to sit on television for an hour and nothing comes of it yeah you know it's like another show so we need to ask different questions we need to go at the same things but in a different way so if it's an episode about entrepreneurship Great. Everybody can talk about entrepreneurship. How do we tell it differently? Okay. Let's have people who have gone from 
zero to having a half a billion rand turnover in 10 years. Crazy yeah. story. That will inspire yeah. you. It's a crazy story, but it's about phoning those people that might say no. And you're like, we're going to keep calling you. We're going to keep doing it. We had an episode of Family Empires. I mean, South Africans hardly ever celebrate that. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin Dube and his sons, they are also falling into this gospel route. We had KG Moketi and her daughter, Dine Moketi. Yeah. Um, so it's really taking regular things and things that we want to know about. You know, if I'm interested about mining, it's like, okay, cool, but what about mining? Are we going to ask? So it's just, it's different facets. The awards are about celebrating people that are in business, in sport, entertainment, in youth, in philanthropy. Um, we also have a Lifetime Achievement Award. So the awards really do steer the kind of conversation that we want to have and the kind of people we want to feature. Uh-huh. So we really want to interview people in all those fields doing different things and who are just worth looking at and saying, wow. You're a South African. You make me proud to wear the brand of this country on my sleeve. Exactly. And so here's the golden question. So far with doing this show, what have you learned about South Africans? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ne? I, 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 don't think it's a, I, I don't think it's a tough question, but it's a lot because I've learned so much. I've learned that we're kind. I've realized that we do really care about each other. I think we put on a lot of faces that we don't need to. I think that we really do support each other. You know, I think I think this is the only country where we have so many different languages and cultures, and that makes me proud. I learn so much on a daily basis from every single guest, every team member. Yeah. And I say working in TV, you, you hop from project to project or you manage simultaneous projects all the time. And to work with different people teaches you life lessons every single day. Huh. I think for me it solidifies a life, how can I put it, like a life thing that I live by, and that is – you can learn anything from anyone. From a person on the side of the street, you can learn something from them. A cab driver, a CEO, it doesn't matter what your title is. Everybody has got a story to tell. It's just about how do we tap into allowing them to tell that story. Um, I've learned to be courageous. I've learned to dream big. I've learned that South Africans are fearless in many ways. Um, and I think as a country, we often focus on the negative we focus on the government is not doing this for me the government is not doing that for me but on this show we have people that said i'm not gonna wait for someone to do it for me i'm gonna get up i'm gonna do it myself and no matter how many times i fall down i'm gonna stand up and i'm gonna keep going yes it's a cliche but when you see it in every single episode of people who are doing it in different ways of life yeah you're just like okay i can do it in my own way i think we all just we all see celebrities and we think that that's that's it that's all there is to either South Africans or to people. But celebrities is about people that are celebrated. And we are celebrating people in business that you don't necessarily know about. Huh. But they are doing the most phenomenal thing. There are young people who are making a business out of taking hospital care goods on bicycles to people in townships because they can't afford to go between a and point B. It's unbelievable. And you don't know that story? Unbelievable. Like, <laughs> those, yeah. those are stories that need to be told. Exactly. Mm. And I'm just learning that South Africans are doing great things in their own ways, and most of them don't even want recognition for it. Yikes. And that's important. <laughs> I, inspiring. Very I have, inspiring. Yeah, I'm at a loss for words. Brent, since I celebrate you, you're my celebrator, eh? And you are mine. Okay, <laughs> cool. So we've, for, got, we've got the inspiration happening here. Mama O better like move aside. We be on that Forbes list now. It's going to happen. We, somewhere, somewhere <laughs> along that line. Thank like, you. Like I said, it's the internet that creates the list. I, we're going to create our own list and put it there. Huh. You know, I think we have the top four of 
celebrities now okay. in this room. Now Let's the, the tough question done. is, done. what's the order? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to be strange. There's a position one, two, three, and four. So why, why you gotta do that now? Why? <laughs> Guys, in life you must also learn to be honest with yourself. Hey, okay. we aren't all going to be winners. Uh-huh. And this whole thing when they say, "Oh, everyone is a winner, hey, no, we're winner, winner," it's a lie. Guys, you are lying to you. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, right? I understand there's so much good happening in the country, but let's be realistic with ourselves. There are so there's so much that can and is bringing us down. Let's deal with one issue at a time. There's a lot that's going on with people having a sense of entitlement. Mm-hmm. Of no, 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 but they aren't doing that in for me and that's not being changed enough and he said and she said and pointing fingers what do we do or say to those people it's a personal choice at the end of the day you're just an id number to this country you should know that oh wait sorry wait that was a blow <laughs> deep wait that was a blow yeah. no really you need to you need to understand that the president does not know who you are quite frankly i don't think he really cares who you are you are a number so if you're going to do things that are about or you're going to make a decision to say no i'm going to wait for this because i deserve it you know i am the minority i am the young person who was previously disadvantaged and whatever good luck with that we will see you at the finish line you might not get there in this century uh but we'll see you there you really need to get especially young people my goodness it makes me so angry when you just hear yeah we're not going to go to school because we don't have xyz Our parents did a lot more with a lot less. Yes, I understand that our challenges are different, but I think our challenges are more about staying away from the social ills. So it's about staying away from drugs, staying away from alcohol. That's a personal choice. If you are in a school, cool, you might not have a roof over your head. And I'm not saying that I can't sympathize with that, but I know of people who have been able to become doctors by learning by candlelight their entire life. Oh, yeah. So who are you not to? Who are you? And you're the person that can still go to the club. You can go to Sway every single Friday and snap your fingers and you dash a thousand rand, but you're going to complain tomorrow and say, no, but the government's not doing this for me. What could that a thousand rand have done for you? The other thing that we have an issue with with young people is, I call it, it's a syndrome called keeping up with the Kumalos. So it's like keeping up oh, with the Kardashians, yeah. which you're keeping up with the Kumalos. Okay. So you always are comparing yourself to the next person and you're trying to live to this life that they're doing. So if you're in the club, you want to pop champagne, but at your house, there isn't even a TV at your house. There's no food in the fridge. And I'm talking about your mother's house. But can you blame us though? When Instagram, somebody's going to be all Instagramming hashtag red bottom and they're all lubitoning and here I am with my flip flops type of thing, you know? It's like- so so we, we're talking as well, the, the whole theme around today's show is about being a representative of South Africa yeah. and being a great brand ambassador. In order to do that, you cannot follow the sheep. You can't follow what's going on in Instagram and think, hmm, my life needs to be like that. There's that guy on Instagram who's become incredibly famous because he posts photos. He's an American guy. Posts photos of himself on a yacht uh, and then in a helicopter. Oh, I've seen that yeah. guy. And he's, he's got like, a really hot girlfriend. Yeah. And he's they got have lots nice of cars. Yes. I've seen a, it. So, and then how can you stay chilled in your little VW Chico there is, when there somebody's is, all in a woke up in a Bugatti? There is ah, a man. <laughs> I'm sorry. There is a man. And this is the, the idea behind thinking out of the box. There is a man who's taken his Instagram and done the complete opposite. And he has more followers than the rich guy. 
So he's like wow. in, he's in a foxy and he like looks really happy because yeah. he's in the foxy huh. and he's surrounded by really ugly girls and the people are liking his photos and he's got a bigger following because he's not following the trend. Yeah. And that's what you need to do. Guys, need- life is a choice. Okay. At the end of the day, it's a choice. So if tomorrow I wake up and I have a flat tire and it's a bad day, the choice I can make right then and then is, oh, freak. It's a bad day today because I don't have this. Or I can look on the other side and say, God, I'm grateful that I have money to get a cab that can get me to work. Uh-huh. Everything is a choice. I think we've just found our number one. Oh. When we were talking about the, the four, I think we found our number one. <laughs> You're about Thank to you. start a turf war. <laughs> You're about to start a turf war because next thing they'll be like the Beyonce is settled. Now they'll be a Kelly and Michelle type okay. of vibe. <laughs> Let's not get into this. But honestly, how do you become a better South African, especially a better young South African? Yeah. Make better choices. Your life is a, it's a result of the choices that you have made. So if tomorrow you get fired from work because you arrived at work drunk. It's because you chose the night before to go out with your friends and behave recklessly and be late for work. That is a choice. You cannot blame anybody else around yeah. you. It's all you. It's the person that's you looking at in the mirror. With the whole thing that you're talking about, people are po- posting Louboutins and whatever, whatever. Firstly, half of you can't even pronounce the words of those things, you know. Amen. You're saying, mui, mood, <laughs> you know. You want to aspire to all these fancy things that, one, you don't even know to pronounce. It's fine. You can aspire to things. Yeah. But it's how do you ingest that information? I can see a picture of somebody wearing a Louboutin and say, wow, I'm inspired to one day have a cupboard full of Louboutins, but I know that I need to work hard at it. Or I can say, yo. I'm going to take today's bond money or rent money or petrol money and I'm going to go buy Louboutin just so I can keep up with somebody else. I'm sorry. You need to run your own race. It's really that simple. It's about how do we see the same thing but interpret it differently? Because trust me, we all see the same amount of information. We all see the same things. It's how you interpret it that makes all of us different. And do you think it also has to do with your sense of self? Yes. How you feel about yourself and how you carry yourself? I think so. Hey, Dale, like you can, being in this industry, it's so easy to just absolutely swayed. Absolutely. And I think I'm South African is, is that type of show that is trying to get someone to feel better about themselves, to go, it's okay not to have money, but, but want other things. Mm-hmm. But study, work hard, dream big, because everything is possible. Yeah, because here's the thing. When I post, oh, let's not just say my, it's too personal. <laughs> we like personal. No, because yeah, I'm, like far, cause I'm post- far from that. <laughs> when person X mm-hmm. posts those red bottoms, mm. they won't say how they got it. They didn't say that they got now this honors and that's that the hard work that went into it. And so that's why I think we just have to start admiring or shining the light on those positive people. And that is another reason why I just love I Am South African. So, Nje, Hulisane, Dale, can you stay with me as we go for a break? And then of you'll course. be back. I mean, is of it a course. must? <laughs> you know, because you're asking. That's the thing about asking people for a thing. It's like saying, we're having a conversation the other day, and someone said, my friend asked me, do you mind if I go on a date with your ex? No, no, no. Sure. Don't ask me, do I mind? Because what if I said... Yes, I mind. What are you going to do? Oh, okay. Let me command you by <laughs> saying <laughs> you will not go anywhere. <laughs> Let me command you by saying stay with me. And Be clear here's... with your intention, Dali. Be clear. Amen. And here's Sam Smith. Stay with me. Guess it's true. I'm not good at a one-night stand. But I still need love cause I'm just a man There's no 
nights never seem to go to plan. I don't want you to leave. Will you hold my hand? Oh, won't you stay with me? 'Cause you're. Such a classy host. You guys have no idea. Who else can say, "Excuse me, I'm not going to do this because it's too much for me to handle." See, I wear the sting. <laughs> hey, I la, la, la. you to play a sting. Excuse me. Welcome if to Bo- Cliff Central. <laughs> and that is Brent. Listen, if Barbara Streisand can like demand green M&Ms only, then I can demand that I'm not going to play a sting. Go on with your bad self. Wait, can I show off? I think I could manage to play that. Okay, I'll play out with it at the end. Just oh, for you. Wow. <laughs> so I asked for you. We have like, see, look at this. I'm a jack of all trades, slowly but surely getting okay, there. Then. Okay, okay, then. So it's yeah. not bad. Step this is still hashtag hands across SA with Brent and I right here on cliffcentral.com. We're talking to Huli Sane and Dale from hashtag I am a, I am South African. I am yes. South African. Your English was never my mother nature. Sorry. Okay. So it came mother on a nature. ship. Yeah, it was so much it all at once. It came on a ship, guys. It's okay. From what? Jan van Riebeek. Jan van Riebeek. In what year? Can you actually... Ah. In what year? Yeah. Was history your strong point? 1652, boo. Oh, sorry. <laughs> She's been listening to the show. <laughs> the only thing I remember from, like, history was the Group Ares Act from 1959. Shine. Thank you. I was waiting for it. I was like, is someone not going to be proud no, no, of me? No, no, no. It's, it's a big thing to remember. It's a big thing to remember. Well done. Are you a history buff? I loved history at school. Really? I'm not a history buff. I just, I loved history. There's a difference. Because history buff means when you're playing 30 seconds, you're like expecting me to, you know, be good. So I just enjoyed history. I did it uh, for the enjoyment. Okay, sort of. I think the only reason I did history in school was just because of my history teacher. 
he just used shadow puppets the whole time. So I was like, I'm re- interested in puppets. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah, we I, see, I understand we this. <laughs> I get, I, I Ambition get is this. priceless, Sia. Puppets. So let's get back on track, right? We're talking to Hulisan and Dale about their show, I Am South African. And let's talk about the state of South Africa today. Mm-hmm. I came in and, yeah, you can cringe yeah. already, Brent. You know what? What is going on? I, I, what I, is going on? I absolutely on? love Sia. And, and him and I have gotten to know each other over the last couple of weeks that we've been doing the show. And he's an incredible co-host. But he does, I mean, he brings this <laughs> realness that's, that sometimes I just don't want to see. That's why I think that's we're a good team. We look, balance each I'm, other. I'm this good news guy. It's all about the good news. Let's focus on the good news. And see her, I mean, even this morning, there's real stuff happening in South Africa that needs to be oh, spoken yeah. about. That, yeah, I mean, you're 100% right. We need to. My whole thing is, I, I just can't wrap my head around it. Let's talk about some of the main things that's going on. The hijacking mm. with, um, you know, the well, little the boy. Who was and the exa- yeah. <laughs> How? When? Why? Who do we pray to? What, like, I think South Africans have a general sense of lawlessness. Um, and it starts with as small as people like you and I making a U-turn where you're not meant to make a U-turn. Um, it's things like jumping the red robot when you're not meant to jump the red robot. Hmm. Um, driving in the yellow lane when you know it's for emergencies. But if it was your mother in an accident, you would hope that nobody was in the yellow lane. And it's not just about taxi drivers or just bus drivers or whatever. All of us do it. Yeah. All of us do it. Um, it's not paying your traffic tickets on time because you're like, why should I? That's or general lawlessness. And yeah, no, I'm not sure about that one. No, the e-tolling is not a part of lawlessness. Oh, just, guys, just, 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 I'm still just scared they'll pop up on my door, be like, pay. Or I, I don't know. Tell them, sorry, I don't drive a car. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think it's it's general things that start from a small thing like that where – when you're growing up and you're young, you're not taught anything about the law mm-hmm. and obeying the law. So you're taught what is right and wrong in mom's house, in grand's house, but under general consensus, I mean, you ask yourself why certain things are not a part of the syllabus. So you'll never know that you're doing wrong until you're doing wrong. And then I also think the government don't, you need to make an example of someone all the time, you know? Ooh. So I think if you think you won't get into trouble for it, you'll keep doing it. And I think that's why crime keeps growing at the rate that it does because I know how to make a docket disappear. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. I know how to whatever. And things like that. Criminals are intelligent people, guys. It's really, it's people that are possibly smarter than you and I. But if you're not going to make an example of people, there's nothing that makes it, you don't detract from anything, you know? So even with things like rape, young children being raped, this whole stigma of, and this whole understanding of, when you rape a young child, you will be cured of HIV and AIDS. We're not even saying that's not the message that's being taught in schools from a young age growing up because what happens in school is I take that information back to my family. So I can't even tell my father that, no, that's wrong, that actually doesn't exist or whatever. It's only highlighted when it happens to someone. But if something happens, as the government, you should already be thinking about, okay, maybe we need to change the kind of information that we're disseminating. If a lot more children are being raped because people think are going to be, they're going to be cured of certain illnesses, maybe we should be starting to disseminate information about how that's a myth, guys. It's not true. But somebody said, it was Darren Moore over the weekend in the interview in Durban, and he said, but that starts, that directive starts from number one. Ooh. And number one is our president. If he is not relaying that message to us and not behaving in a way that, 
says to us this is wrong, Mm -hmm. then everybody thinks it's right and everybody thinks it's okay. And what? I'm going to get away with it because why? Our judicial system is not exactly up to scratch. I will. This will never happen to me. I'll never get caught. You know? Why are we only seeing Oscar Pistorius's case on TV? What about everybody else who's a rape, who's a rapist, who got convicted, so that you can stop other people to say, guys, you will be caught. And you will be prosecuted and you will spend 25 years in jail. But right now, you don't even know the consequence of raping someone these days is probably you're going to be in jail for a week, probation, and you're out. You're out on the streets. So I just think we don't make enough examples of people so that That, you know that it's wrong. And that's education. That's what it comes down to. Uh, Education holds the key to changing everything in our country and to have the correct education on the different on the law systems and and what's going on is important. Let's get to the core of things, though. Do we, as South Africans, actually care about one another? I think we do. And if you, if you, um, with, I think his name is Tagren Morris, the little four-year-old boy Mm -hmm. that was affected, there is a a national outcry. So from what I, from what I believe and what I've read, it's an incredibly sad story. But for him, it's, it was really just, a really bad accident. You've got these criminals that are in this situation that want to get away with the car. The mom was trying to take the kid out. He That's got what stuck got me. He That's got stuck in the got safety the belt. Most. The door closed. They didn't know he was there. Are you... And... No, okay. no, that, that's barbaric. Yeah. They didn't, they, there was no way that they would have carried on driving if they had known that he was there. When they found him, they found the car as well, and he was inside the car. So it wasn't like they, they cut the rope and carried on going. Yeah. They must have realized a little while later what had happened, left him there with the car, and got out of Dodge. And because of that, you, you asked if, if we care about each other. There is a national outcry right now where citizens are offering rewards to catch these guys. Wow. Random people. Who Random aren't people wow. are going, I am not okay with this. This is not okay. I want to help fix this. But I think then the problem comes to you're not okay with it when it's the biggest story in the newspaper. You're not okay with it when it's the biggest story that's being televised on, on, on TV. But everywhere else, these things are happening daily in your communities. But everybody's just like, ah, it didn't happen to me. So, okay, then. Exactly. It's almost, I'll speak from my humble opinion. It's almost as if you're numbed out um, against certain situations. It's not, oh, it's another rape. Oh, it's another murder. It happens. It's so sad that we've reached that point where it happens so often that, that we're numb. Yeah. But everything is related. So unemployment is directly related to crime. Poverty is directly related to crime. Yeah. Um, lack so of education is. You need to fix the fundamentals. That's what I believe. Education. If you exactly, education. if you don't fix education and you're telling people what's right or wrong or whatever, it's never going to get right. But also, if you're not creating opportunities for them to at least have basic employment. I think if most criminals, not the sick people that you are really sick and you just want to do it, but for a person who, there's a story about um, a guy whose family was in, I think there was on the highway here and -hmm. this boy was driving home with his friends and they were in a hijacking, like on the highway and they killed the one boy who was an aspiring doctor, whatever. And then his two brothers they caught the criminals. The two brothers of the guy that died and was killed, they have taken this boy who was the criminal to school. Even though he killed their brother, to educate they him. are taking him to school because they said to they said that their whole thinking was that he didn't have a choice. He didn't have an option. This is all he knew of how to bring bread home 
to his family. This is the only employment. Exactly. This is the only employment I qualify for. I never matriculated. This is all I can do. Do you know what I mean? So we need to create more opportunities in terms of employment. And I think employment and education have to be the priority for Mm -hmm. us. You know, Um, it's not necessarily just about let's give as much attention as we give to blue light brigades to people that don't have work. They have nothing. They have no option. So what do they think? Ah, okay, I'm just going to steal. Yeah, and it starts with one thing. You're stealing bread today. You're stealing a car tomorrow. But here's, I'm, okay. Sorry, I'm I'm sitting here with, fired up. with goosebumps. I'm fired yeah. up. Yeah. And I, I can already see you've made a conscious decision within yourself as to where you want to go and what you want to do in your career and in your life. I Am South African is just the start for you. There is there is something bigger that is coming after I Am South African. You, you, are, you are an incredible voice for South Africa. Thank and you. it excites me that you are so passionate about something that everybody should be passionate about. Our home. This is where we live. We should all be fighting for the good stuff. And you are. And that makes me excited. Thank you. And I I'm think that's the thing yeah, that... <laughs> We're having an aha moment. <laughs> if everybody would just look under their chairs. <laughs> and there's nothing. I have free gum on the side. That all counts. That's what Gail... Gail. Gail. Oh, we because think? now we're talking about Oprah, now I'm thinking about Gail. But that's what Dale understands. But for us, I think every South African needs to realize that you can make a difference in whatever way you can and whatever you're good at. Not all of us are going to be TV presenters. Not all of us are going to be radio presenters. Not all of us are going to be engineers. Not all of us are going to be cops. But it doesn't mean that you can't use what you do to make a difference to other people. Oh, yeah. Dale is doing that by making television. But he has made a choice to not only make TV that entertains people, to make TV that changes the status quo, Mm. that challenges people's minds, that inspires you. You know what I mean? So I think for me, it's just as inspiring to work with someone like him who is using the talent that he's been given to make a difference to other people's lives. So if it's a thing of you're good with hair, teach other young people in your community how to plait hair so they can also start making a living for themselves. I think the first thing we always think of is you're going to become our competitor. But guys, we live in a land of abundance. We serve a God of abundance. There's opportunities for all of us. And if we as South Africans could just stop trying to pull each other down every moment that you get and you're trying to shut a door for me every time you get the chance to, Maybe open a door for me because if both of us can walk through a door, we can open a door for two more people who can open a door for two other people. But mm-hmm. as South Africans and as women especially, PhD, pull it down st- syndrome, is all we live on. It's a sure, thing it of… Even, it even has an abbreviation. People. <laughs> it does. PhD, PhD doesn't mean what it used to. No. You know, we've just taken it to a whole new level. <laughs> it doesn't. It's honestly about pulling it down. And there's a song that I think it was Chiskop. It says, So loosely translated is… A black person doesn't want to see another black person succeed or go further in life. And it's so true. You will arrive in your neighborhood, driving the car that you drive, that you've worked for, and they're just like, mm, because they're living better now, they drink, they don't even think about us anymore. And it's like, but guys, my mother had to make the decision to say, I'm going to climb on a taxi every single day mm-hmm. and go and work at Woolies so that my child can get a better education. All of us, we start on a fair playing ground, yeah, I think. All on the um, obviously, field. some things are very extreme. The differences are extreme, but most of us start on the same playing ground. I went to school with the same people who today, you've got four kids, you're HIV positive. I don't understand. We went to the same school. We went to Parktown Girls. We both got the same education. We're sitting in the same life orientation class. So again, what does it go back to? You made a choice. 
You made a exactly. choice to lie down and make four babies. You your made a choice to have unprotected sex. It is a choice. And nobody can then feel sorry for you at the end of it all if you're saying, oh, woe is me. My life is screwed up. Get up and do something. Nobody's going to do it for you. Sorry, it makes me angry. Yeah, you know what? I get fired up. But this way, I was, I watched a video the other day from Vusitem Begwai, who's like the rock star of public speaking. And he said, it's very sad that we will measure our success according to how somebody else suffers. Mm. And that's scary to see it that way, but that's so true. When you, you'll start saying, oh, maybe I just have missed a name to myself when you see somebody else less than. So how do we start dealing with dynamics like that? If you don't like where you are, then change it. You are not a tree. You can move. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Standard from Change One Thing Tuesday, friends. Thank you. No, I love it. That is true, though. And then how do we deal with those woe unto me uh, crying over spilled milk people? Because we do have them, let's be honest. How do we start to deal with that and start encouraging and motivating them? the, The answer to that is that you can't. Because why? They have to do it themselves. It's the same thing as a drug addict or any other kind of addict. Until you realize that you have a problem and until you want to do something about it, we can have interventions for as long as we want. We can say, oh, Sia, you need help. You need, but if you don't make the decision for you, Mm -hmm. I can't help you. Uh, There's a quote by Tony Gaskins. I'm going to find it really quickly. It talks about how you cannot carry people up to the top of your mountain because they're going to drag you down. All you can ever do is pray for them. Unless they are willing to say, I want to climb this mountain. Can you help me just, how do I exercise to get ready to climb the mountain? I can do that. I can help you with things to do, but I cannot, I'm not going to give you money because I'm going to enable you. It's the saying of give a man fish and he'll eat for a day. Teach him how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Yo, hey, have you been taking notes? I've been sitting here jotting them down. Thank you. And <laughs> luckily, all our shows are podcasted, so we can catch them all again on CliffCentral.com. I'll be writing down PhD. And people will quote, people are taking quotes from the show, by the way, on Twitter. So thank you very much to everybody who's um, talking to us on Twitter. So let's, by the way, just talk about this little thing that we may have looked over the whole show. The, the awards. So the South African of the Year Awards. Where did that idea come from? Who do we want to nominate? What are the different categories? And Team most, Dale. Yeah. <laughs> Team Dale. Let's talk about that. The South African Year of the Awards taking place 6th of September, Santa Convention Center. Mm-hmm. It is the first awards in South Africa where we've combined all the various sectors. So we've got business, we've got sport, we've got lifetime achievement, we have entertainment, campaign of the year. I think I think the, the, the gap in South Africa's market was, was quite wide in terms of, you know, we've got Safters, we've got Samas, we've got Luris. But this really is the first event and first campaign with the TV show and the awards where we're celebrating being South African. The, the, the big award on the night is South African of the Year. Ooh. Each, each of these verticals or each of these categories are headed up by committees and by masterminds, by some heavyweight media people in the industry. Um, and, and people can nominate. Nominations close this week Sunday. Okay. Uh, you can go to sati.co.za. Uh, watch I'm South African from 5 to 6 daily, where Hulusani will give you more details on nominations. Nominations close on Sunday, and voting opens next week, 1st of August. So what are the different categories, and who are the likes who've been nominated so far? So we've got categories 1 through to 9. Okay. Um, the first one is the trend-setting celebrity of the year. But I think what's important to note about these awards is that it's not about the most famous person. It's about the person who inspires you to do more. 
by the way they live their life and their work ethic and the way they do things. So it's because, not about how you know, fashionable yeah. you are. It's just about, yes, are you the most talked about person, but are you also doing good just by being you? Because I think that's the greatest example you can ever set. It's, I do good by being me. If that inspires you, that's a bonus. But Brent, I'm what's your favorite quote? Because I'm thinking about it now. When you <laughs> shine your light, you oh, I allow love it. others to shine. Through, yes. Yeah. From Mandela. He gave us, he left us with so many great gems, but that's one of my favorites. Your light, when you allow it to shine, Shine within yourself. Yeah, when you allow your light to shine, you give others permission to shine. shine. It basically goes about who are you not to be good at what you do? Who are you not to be great? And I think sometimes you do fear that. You fear that people are going to say, you think you're better than us because now you're famous. You think you're better than us because now you're making more money. I've worked hard. I deserve it, damn it. Ooh. Right. Then Category the, number two. No, like really, people <laughs> just, it. you don't want to celebrate other people because you're not where they are. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. That is not okay. Rather use that as motivation to try and get your life together. But envy and jealousy, that will never get you back. It will never get you where you need to be. They say that the only reason that people can speak behind your back is because you're two steps ahead of them. So stay there. Just Woo. keep staying ahead. Thank you. Right. Yes. Our next category is the campaign of the year. And this award is for a launch of a new product or a new service that created a lot of buzz and really got South Africans behind it or really excited about it. So like hashtag unradio. Yeah, like Just a little bit of Clip Central. <laughs> Things like that. And that is you, not biased You guys at all. can nominate yourself, hey? This is the thing now. You can oh. also nominate so yourself. So everybody listening, we would like you to nominate <laughs> us. Just go to, I think it's sati.co.za <laughs> and nominate cliffcentral.com. For the campaign of the year. No, I'm very egotistical. I'm already thinking going to Gmail, create an anonymous account. <laughs> <and> like, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do an, an, an anonymous account. Honestly, there are some... No, but then we'll have Dale side eyeing me like, oh, he's so vain. When you, okay, okay. Okay, you think you're great. You think you're great. We've also got the Sports Person of the Year. We're celebrating the Business Person of the Year. The Spirit of Humanity Award, which is, I think, in essence, you can almost call it the Spirit of Ubuntu. The Ooh. Spirit of being able to do for others without expecting anything in return. And also being able to do things for others with the little that you have. People always think that you need to be a millionaire to be a philanthropist and to do good for others. Yeah. If you've got a hundred rand and you can do something good for somebody else, buying them a meal for that day and you do it on a weekly basis, you're doing good. It's all about that Theodore Roosevelt quote that I always go back to, but it's so simple and it's so true. Do what you can, where with you what, can, with, with what, what you, you can. can. Amen. Exactly. Then we've got the Young South African of the Year, as well as the Student of the Year Matric and the Student of the Year University. And I think why those three awards are particularly important is that young people really are the leaders of tomorrow. They are the future of tomorrow. And the more we celebrate them and put unknown people on a pedestal and say, this person is doing great. They are from Marabastad. They've got six distinctions. They matriculated. They come back and they do extra lessons at the school because they want to. Oh, yeah. Not because they have to, oh, yeah. but because they want somebody else to have a chance that they didn't have. So those categories are very close to my heart because I just think young people have so much within them, especially the young people of South Africa. And I just think we need to tap into it. And that's why I love doing the show because I get to introduce South Africans to other young people who are doing phenomenal things. And then it's a like little Dale bit said, of paying it forward. Yeah, and Dale said the big award of the year is the South African of the year, which is, dum, that's a dum, huge dum, award. Dum. You're like, yeah. It's like you're the Mandela of the year. Exactly, like if you get that, come on, you can go around with a little tiny chip on your shoulder. <laughs> well, <laughs> tiny. tiny, tiny. We don't promote being vain, but So everybody can go to sati.co.za, as Dale said, and you can send nominations via SMS, via email, via Twitter. All you need to do is 
put the category number, the award category number, and then at the person and then use the hashtag Saturday nominations and send it to at NN7TV. So we've really tried to make it easy for anybody to nominate. You can't say you don't have money. If you're tweeting right now, it means you can nominate. True. If BIS is still working your way, then you can also tweet. If your so you BIS have no, is yeah. still on, you, you've, you've got no excuse, you know. Um, so, yeah, please go onto the website and do send through your nominations. And I think one thing we forgot to say that is so important about these awards is that it's about the unsung heroes of South Africa oh, as well. Absolutely. You know, when we read the newspapers, sure, we'll know about the famous people who are doing great things because they are fellows or do-do fellows or whatever. They are a part of Mandela Day or whatever. But what about the person who's in Baputa Chaba? who is a mother sure. yes, feeding... Yes, is giving me like places I need to be like all <laughs> up on the map afterwards. But that's why the awards were opened, the nominations were opened to South Africans to nominate because we in Joburg, we might not necessarily know about that lady who has started a school from her pension money and is feeding 20 kids that she doesn't have to, oh, but yeah. she does it. So that's what we wanted. We wanted the South African who's living next door to you to nominate you because they know what your story is, you know? So I think it's important that... We all have a say, no matter where it is that we are. And I mean, Cliff Central Internet. So that means you can be listening to us from anywhere. Amen. Anyway. Yeah, Ambassador of Cliff Central, you you go with your best self. Ooh, girl. <laughs> so, so let's round this off. And if you had both of you individually, if you could say one thing that every single South African could take to heart, what would it be? Dale can go first. Because she's still thinking that's is, is that, is yeah. that what you want South Africa <laughs> no, to know? No, Dale can, that, yeah, I want them going? to know Dale can go first. No, <laughs> the thing is, I've got this whole folder on my iPhone, right? And it's got like motivation things. So I'm going to go through that to like Ooh. find the pregnant one there. So Dale can go first. I think, I, I think, I, think I, I live by, by, by two things. I think my first thing is live your truth, no matter what. Ooh. And the second thing is dream big. And that's something I do every single day of my life. And it's so simple and easy, yet... I don't feel a lot of people are tapping into that. Amen. Amen, Dale. What about you, Hulisan? Yo, guys, I'm still scrolling. No. Well, the truth that I've always lived by is to run your own race. Um, I remember being in varsity and I'd left your TV and I saw all these people doing well, the Bonangs, the Minis, and I was just like, that should be me. Mm-hmm. I should have th- those endorsements. I sh- that should be me. You and your fricked self were you all know? up in our screens. But the moment <laughs> I stood back and I said, you know what? You're here to run your own race and to do it in your own way. And accept that sometimes it will be slow. Sometimes mm. it will be fast. Slow and steady wins the race. It wins the race. Mm. But I think most importantly, just run your own race. When you are on an athletics track and there are eight tracks there, and everybody starts running. The moment you start looking over your shoulder, physically, what's going to happen to you? You're going to go into the other lane. Exactly. That's physically what's going to happen. So it's the same in life. The moment you start looking over your shoulder and comparing yourself to other people, you're going to lose track of your own race. You're going to stumble. You're going to fall because you're trying to look at what everybody else is doing. Look at what you're doing. Work hard and just know that the vision may tarry, but it will always come for an appointed time. God is never late. Oof. Never. Yeah, ne- never late. <laughs> I, I'm ready. As soon as Cliff Central goes weekends, Sunday we have a spot. The church, according to Brent Dale and Hulisan. <laughs> <laughs> People be, be taking notes and be up on this tip. Thank you guys so much for coming in. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. I am so proud of both of you, and I'm behind both of you. I will always be an ambassador for what you guys do, because I am South African as a whole. Is I don't just want to call it an award show. I don't just want to call it a TV show. It is a movement. And I know just speaking from myself, it is something that has inspired me to go on and 
do better and just love this country even more. Amen. Our Friends, job. don't I sound happy? Clap our, our work <laughs> is done. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> to hear you being inspired like that means that, that you two have done your job here. And definitely, I want all our listeners to, to watch the show, uh, get involved with I Am South African, tweet them, Facebook them, get involved with the awards, nominate who you oh, yeah. think mm. is important. Uh, and you can tweet us as well and let us know. Yes. It's hashtag hands across SA. And where can people get you to, by the way? I'm on Twitter at Ulisani Ravele. H U L I S A N I R A V E. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet a link to you there. Let's just do that. Boo, don't you worry. One day I'll be in the dictionary. Thank you. I will be in the dictionary and people will know how to spell my name. With a name like Sia Sangwe Nifin, everybody was citing me. I was like, you know, it's if Nolin Maulana Sang. You'll learn it. Thank you. And Dale. At Dale Herbst everywhere. D-A-L-E-H-E-R-B-S-T. Thank you guys so much for coming, hey? Thank you. Thank you. And I think one last thing I want to squeeze in is we all make mistakes. We're all human. So no matter where you are in your life right now, whether you were a former criminal and you used to do wrong, you need to be going around with don't judge me by my past because I don't live there anymore. Like, look forward and just keep... You are, you are full going. of amazingness. I'm, we're going to end the show and we're going to sit and have coffee because I need more. Oh, yes. <laughs> Brent? Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been incredible. And it's our first two-hour show. Yeah, hey. Shine, guys. Yeah. You guys no. are amazing. We haven't needed guys. Savannah yeah. yet. We've been on a natural high. That is good. <laughs> At 10 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> you know, somewhere in the day, somewhere in the world, it's 5 We've, o'clock. Look, so look, let's not judge. And we did learn in the show this morning that, that any hour is a good hour to drink. We said that Yo. it was absolutely <laughs> Then fine. we can't sign off like that. We are <laughs> <laughs> After all this inspiration, I and I am South African and deepness. You want to end up, children? This is not the example you are trying to move by. You know what? Okay. You know Listen what? to this soothing voice. Thank you. Let's just simply say, my name is Sia, and my name is Brent. Sia.